0: Something that God touches to the very core of your bone. To the very core of your bone. It breaks the sickness that's been there. Cleanses you up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father. Glad just to be in your presence, just to be in your house. May you be lifted up, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We pray, praise the Lord! Hallelujah! It is a good day, and today I want to speak about (laughs) catch the meow. Catch the meow. We have a guest in the house. Uh, oh, it is a good day. I mean, I saw great walking. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: but we have, a, we have a guest also, a new baby in the house as well today. And so while I was, while I was meditating over some things and, and some message that came um, a few weeks ago from the intercessors, we have intercessors in church and, I, and I'm praying that some of you will join the intercession ministry. Amen. amen I need people who will pray along with me not only the morning prayers but also just the, the intercession part of, of the church uh, beyond the, the daily morning prayers so if you are moved please come and see me so that we can we can join and we can be part of the intercessors ministry together um, and, and join also uh, the, the team that's praying every Sunday before we start the service, uh, as well, and, and so in that intercessors team or ministry, they they shared uh, they shared something about children and they've been praying about children. It's triggered my heart that on this day when we will have a baby dedication, that 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 I need to just speak. I need to just speak about this. Amen. And so I want to talk to us or catch them young. Catch them young. Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy chapter six and Deuteronomy chapter eleven and then Proverbs 22. Are you there? Deuteronomy chapter six verse five and seven five to seven. Start from verse six to nine. I'll go verse six to nine. Deuteronomy chapter six. So verse six to nine says, "And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk to them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up." Verse eight. And you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes and you shall write them upon the posts of your house and on thy gates go to chapter 11 verse 18 and they sh- therefore shall you lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall write them upon the doorposts of your house, and upon thy gates, that your days may be multiplied, and the days of your children, In the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth Proverbs 22 verse 6 train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it amen Amen. train up a child in the way He should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. I I would dare to say that many of us sitting in this house have ended up becoming born again because your parents drummed church into you. That is the first group. I dare also to say that many of us have remained in church even though not born again, because our parents made sure we were in church. Like I had a brother who said, if I don't come to church, I'll be in trouble with my mother. Where is your mother? She's in Africa, he's here. But he doesn't want the mother to give him trouble on the phone, so he comes to church. And then there are are those that have, by God's grace, where parents had nothing to do with church could have killed you if they heard you were going to church, but Jesus has found them and they are here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to speak to all of us, irregardless of where we have come from, with the burden on my heart to say we need to catch our children young. I was looking at the way the people of the Middle East deal with their religion children will stay within the religion and it is very hard for them to deviate from it. And often when they do deviate from it, the consequences can be very grave. But aside from the consequences, these children are grown and raised and trained and taught to know how the religion works and the remit of the religion. Through and through. And I was thinking to say, but how how is it that we have missed the point? And then I thought also about the fact that we will, we are looking at buying this place. Why? Because the congregation is now mostly made up of only old people. Where are the children? Where is the younger generation? When I go to talk to the board that is in charge of this building, it is a board made up 90% of people who are retired. And I ask, where are the young working people? Because in the government, it's people who are in their 30s and 40s that are ruling. Why is it then that in the church is the people who are about to die that are ruling? Where are we? And therefore, I come to this place where I want to challenge us as parents and those of you that shall become parents. I am very conscious of your prayers to get married (laughs) and your prayers to get children. But I need you to understand that when you do have those children, now that you have those children you must catch them young and you must train them two key points i want to emphasize from this from these passages of scripture number one is dedicate your child to the lord dedicate your child to the lord commit your children to god amen Amen. commit them to god you must place them before god There are various levels of dedications but whichever way you dedicate make sure they are dedicated to the lord amen Amen. (laughs) and you can go all the way to the dedication of hannah who left samuel in the house very very young can you imagine taking great and saying pastor great is for the house and then you go back and start making others and great has to stay in the pastor's house live with the pastor because I have dedicated him to God that's what happens to to Samuel when he was born and and, and God bless God bless his father I can understand his mother because she prayed and made this commitment but God bless his father I'm actually thinking how many of the fathers in this house would say my son go and live with pastor and I will Ernest, where are you? (laughs) But God bless bless the man. But, But we must dedicate our children to God. And what does to dedicate mean? To dedicate means, number one, to pray for them. Pray for them. Learn to pray for your children or your grandchildren or your nephews and nieces. Pray for them. Amen. Pray for them. We have a responsibility. Don't say, I don't have children, so I have no one to pray for. Pray for your nieces and nephews. All those little cousins that come over to you. Pray for them. Take it your responsibility to say, I will pray for them. Bring them before the Lord. Number two, teach them the word. Teach them the word. Instruct them in the word of God. Just open the Bible and read it to them. Whether they understand it or not, read it to them. Go buy books about the Bible and read for them. Let them read. Teach them the Word. Bring them when you are reading and show them things that you are reading and studying. Let them be able to have the Word go into them. Because the Word has power. Amen. And the Word, when it goes in, will always have an effect on their lives. I have seen some colleagues which tell me, I don't believe, but my parents taught me something about the Bible. And because of that, I have so much respect for other people. It's a concept that has become entrenched because they found it when the Bible was read for them. And God's word will never return to him void. So even in those children, read it for them. And don't wait until they are grown up to start reading the word to them. Catch them. Oh, you're not with me yet. Catch them. Catch them, young. From the moment you understand you have a baby in the womb, start reading the word and praying for them. Amen. Amen. It starts at that stage. It doesn't start when they are able to speak. It starts when they are not able to speak. When they don't say anything, so that when they know what to say, they will say Amen first. They will say, praise God, Hallelujah. I had a friend who was saying to me, my child always says Hallelujah. Says nothing else but Hallelujah. I can imagine most Nigerian children will know how to say Amen. (laughs) Because the Amen from the Nigerians is strong. Let the Nigerian say Amen. Amen people. Uh-huh. Come on, give, give me a stronger amen. Amen! If I ask a Zimbabwe to give you an amen, you will say, ah, what did they say? <laughs> oh, he, you haven't taught him to say amen. You see, you see how strong a Nigerian amen you've been teaching in Ugandan amen. <laughs> oh Papa, you understand what I'm saying? Teach them the word. Put it into them. Put it into them young. Let them be there where you are. Number three, bring them to the house of God. A big tragedy that the church is closing down everywhere is because parents stopped bringing their children to the house of God. Parents chose to say there is now freedom of choice. No, freedom of choice is, has its good side and its bad side. The problem is that you cannot give a child freedom of choice. They do not know what to choose. So when you say to children, you have freedom of choice, they don't know what to choose. You have to show them the things to choose from. Amen. Amen. And a lot of people, in, and I, I've spoken to a lot of people in, 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 in the generation of our fathers in the Netherlands. And I've said, how come I feel lonely when I go to your churches? Because everybody has got white hair, gray hair, they are all retired and they are all speaking. In my days, I used to. I don't get a lot of them that are saying, in my day, I am. You know, so I was speaking to a lot of them. Many of, you know, I sometimes sit amongst these pastors, and many of the time I feel like I'm their grandson.
1: <laughs>
0: and I'm already 41, but I feel like I'm a grandson. Huh? Why? What happened? And, and, and some of them begin to tell me that, you know, we, we gave our children rights. And with those rights said they could choose whatever they wanted to do but then they never told them church was a choice they just never took them to church so they never knew what church was if they were to choose it and those that did take them never really taught them what it was about so they did come to church all they saw were rituals without power and nobody wants powerless things. They will not choose for it. So we need to bring them into the house and show them what are the things that they will get from the house. Amen. Amen. What is it that they will find when they come into the house of God? It is us who needs to teach them, show them, bring them, get them into it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So teach them, bring them into the house. Number th- number four evangelize to your children we must evangelize to our children you are the preacher do the work of an evangelist to your children teach them the word but also evangelize to them because i also realized you know i was speaking to some 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 danish colleague of mine and he knew a lot about the bible but nobody had ever taught to him the message of salvation that was in the bible so yes they read the Bible at the dinner table yes they read the Bible on Sundays and yes he was given a Bible when he went through the the, the dedication or the catechism whatever I don't know how it's called in Dutch but he went through the catechism of, you know where you go through this moment where you say now I am really allowed to take communion in the church going through those lessons he had those so he was taught the Bible he had knowledge of the bible and he could even argue for the bible versus the quran done very well in teaching but they never went to the point of evangelizing to him and telling him that this word is about your salvation Mm -hmm. that you need to believe in it give your life to jesus we as parents must do that (laughs) teach our children and evangelize to them to give their life to jesus be the evangelist of your children, amen. amen. Don't just tell them you are not coming to church. Are you, Are you? did you go to church today? I will call you on, on Sunday at 1 p.m. and I want to know what the pastor was preaching about. Evangelize to them so that they will just go to church because they understand it's about a relationship with God. Amen. 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 It bring them to a place where they will choose to be in a relationship with God. Lead them to salvation. Lead them to salvation. And so, and so here in Deuteronomy he says, these words, you will teach them to your children. You will sit with them. And, And not only that, you will walk with them on the way. The way you are walking, your children must walk also with you. When you rise up, You rise with the word. Your children must also get to a place where they will rise with the word. It will come when we have evangelized to them. When we put the word into their heart, that they begin to say, I want this relationship also. And eventually say, I have this relationship also. Amen. Amen. We must bring our children to that level of knowing God. Don't think it's going to be done by the Sunday school teachers. It's done by you as a parent. Amen. Amen. The Sunday school teachers will help, but it is your responsibility as a parent to bring it home. Hallelujah. Now, Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5, says, Children are in a heritage from the Lord. Psalm 127, verse 3 to 5. Children are what? Are in a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth happy is the man that has his quiver full of them they shall not be ashamed but speak in the city gate it is the training you bring upon your children that makes sure that you will not be ashamed and so that brings me to my second major point for today is train them train your children train them in the way they must go so firstly you dedicate them secondly you train them And to dedicate, you pray, you teach the word, you put the word in them, you bring them to salvation. So that they can have a relationship with God. And secondly, you train them in the way they should go. And so, he says, his quiver is full of them, He shall not be ashamed. It's not having many children that takes away shame. It's having children that bring honor to you that takes away shame. There are many people who are ashamed of their children. There are many people who, who would, 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 are so angry with their children because of their behavior and they wonder, why is it that you're angry with them? It's because of the way he behaves. He shouts, he screams, he's saying, and, I, and I, I've challenged some of them to say, have you taken a step back and say, where did this behavior come from? Where did it go wrong? Either they learned it from you, or from the father, or from the neighbor, or from the children next door. Where did it go wrong? Because it just doesn't drop there. It means there was a training gap. Everybody say training gap.
1: Training yeah.
0: gap. I know it's not always easy because children pick, they are like a sponge. You know a sponge? Sponge Those of you that watch, you put, it, you put water next to a sponge, all the water goes in. The sponge sucks it in. They are sucking things in. They are just taking things in. So it's not always easy, but there needs to be a place where you are deliberately and consequently training your children. Amen. Amen. One man of God was saying to me that after my children come home, I sit down with them and we start talking. What have you learned today? And and anything that I, I say, this is not what I want them to learn. I am reversing the learning. That's the training that a parent needs to do. It is a responsibility. So that they are able to learn the right things. To retain the good things. Because, they said, they are a sponge. You can also squeeze out the water that must not be in there. Are you with me, church? Amen. So that what remains is the things that must be in there. The things that build them up. The things that point them in the direction and in the way that they must go. We need to be there to train them. And training talks about teaching like like, like we, we, we saw in the scripture. Teach them. He, he, he says, he says, teach them diligently to your children. Deuteronomy 6, verse 7. Teach them diligently to your children. He says, talk to them when you are sitting down, when you are walking, when you are lying down, when you are rising. Teach them. Talk to them. Keep speaking to them. Repetition. Is important and there is nobody who needs repetition like a child amen. amen children need repetition the more you repeat it the more it stays the more you repeat it the more it stays so if it's bad stuff that's being repeated over and over and over again the more bad stuff will stay I went into somebody's home and this video came up on, 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 uh, on, 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 on the TV, and this little girl began to dance some dances that, that we were all <laughs> up, and the mother was so embarrassed. She said, where did you learn that one from? And I said, ah, how can you be asking There, The video was playing all along. It's just that she came in and saw it and started to dance. It means it has been repeated in this house over and over again maybe if, and if it is not your house it may be somebody else's house where they are seeing this video so when the video comes up they know how to do a get down six-year-old doing a terrible get down the mother is even embarrassed
1: <laughs>
0: so now you know that you need to probably change your music to start removing the bad one and repeating the good one putting the good one that's why it says teach them diligently The word diligent means do it again and again and be consistent. Again and again and be consistent. Do it diligently. Keep doing it until they understand this is the way that we should go. Amen. Amen. So he he says also in in chapter 11, he says, Lay these words in your heart and in your soul. Bind them on your head and and put them in front of your eyes and teach them to your children speaking to them speaking to them and even put it on your doorposts and on your gate why it's so that they can continue to see the way amen Amen. so that they can continue to see the way but more importantly so one is about teaching the second one is about supervising You need to supervise your children. What is it that they are doing? Can you check to know and to understand what is it that they are doing? I mean, I I, I am amazed sometimes at what my kids get into. And the reason I get to know it is because I've learned to go in and supervise. I sit behind the computer, say, which websites have you gone through? What have you been doing? And, 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 and one time I surprised my little Hillel because he thought he had switched off the computer in time. And I said, it's okay, let's just check because I know you were, not, you were playing. He says, no, but Dad, I was, I was not playing on the computer. Okay, it's fine. So I opened up, said, let's go to the history. <laughs> and he's checking and he's seeing. And I told him, look, this one was opened a few minutes ago. Then he looks at me and says, um, and "I said, can I also tell you something else? Put your hand here. So he touches the, the, the motherboard or the computer, and it's warm. I said, you know, if this had been off, it should have been. Oh, oh. After that day, we never had a problem with the computer again. <laughs> no, so it's time to sleep. You don't go and sit on the computer because Papa will come. He knows how to check what time you switch it off, but he can feel with his hand. Yes. And the feeling with his hand, you can't t- take it away. It will be warm. But, but we need to supervise them. And not only supervise to check on the wrong, but supervise to help them on the good. This is how you do it. You're doing it in the good way. This is how it's supposed to be. I am proud of you you are you are doing great keep on going keep on doing what you're doing be there to lift them up and encourage them and move them forward and if you have not been doing this it's time you corrected it amen Amen. don't just be there to scold them and tell them what wrong they've done be there also to supervise to tell them the good they are doing amen you are following the right way. So they've been, they've been, oh, thank God for the children's teachers that have been giving them all kinds of homework. I, I tell you, we've, we've been reading all kinds of passages in the Bible. I mean, Hilo came to me and says, Papa, I want to talk about Barak. I said, Barak? I mean, of all the Bible stories, you want to talk about Barak? And so we went into Barack and he was reading. And the next day he says, Can I teach you about Barack? And I said, Yes, teach me about Barack. And he has been teaching the whole family about Barack. Do you know about Barack? Some of you are looking at me and say, I'm not talking about Barack Obama. But, Barack Obama. And, and, but, but I had to be there to keep encouraging him. Even when I thought, You know, I'm so tired. This is not, we finished the prayers for today. And he still wants to talk about Barak and do a Bible study on Barak with me. You need to be there with him, So that when the moment I need to do, have him do his awakening, he understands that it's gonna be balanced. When we have to do Barak, we do Barak. But there's also a time to do maths because he doesn't like maths so much. But we need to do the maths. And we need to do the maths so that you can be able to preach like Papa next, you can't preach if you don't have maths. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you will be lying to people If you cannot understand mathematics <laughs> Because life is about numbers Just like I'm saying Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 If I don't understand those numbers People will, people will be a ma- mess <laughs> So be there to supervise and help them To, to go the right way and model for them the way model for them parents who must be models you must be the role model for your child you have a big responsibility they will only live what they see don't say well i there's a godfather that i that is there like the godfather is the godfather but they see you every day somebody was 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 challenging was challenging to say, you know, she had, she had grown up, the mother had many children with different fathers. So she comes to the pastor and says, Pastor, my mom, mother tries to correct me and tells me this, but what was she doing when she had all of us with different fathers? What was she doing? And the mother came back crying when she understood this was the justification of her daughter, that I can also have as many boyfriends as I want. You had us with all different fathers. So why do you tell me to have one? Why do you want to deprive me of the example you gave me? Painful as it was for the mother. She needed now to say to her children, Children, I'm sorry that was not the right example. This now is the right example. But you need to model for them the example that is the right one. You need to model for them. The example that is the right one. Because they just copy. They copy how you say it. They copy how you do it. Have you ever heard mothers saying to their children, You are just like your? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because they're just looking at the models that are there in front of them. So we need to be good models. Models of righteousness. Models of, of, of hard work. Models of honesty and integrity, models of love. Show love. And they say to us fathers, the best way to teach your children love is to love who? This is the mothers who are answering. I'm asking the fathers. But you got the message, gentlemen. And mothers, you should be lovable. Oh, they didn't get the message. Gentlemen, who should we love if we want our children to know love? Wife. Right. Must love your wife. And and it's because it's what they see you do that they will copy. Hallelujah. Amen. So we must be good models. If you want your children to, to work hard, you must also work hard. I was talking to my boys at a point where they were rather lazy and PlayStation all the time. I told them, the only reason you have... A room for yourself to sleep in and a room for yourself to sleep in is because I've worked hard. If I stop working hard and play PlayStation all the time, we will end up sharing rooms. (laughs) So you better get your act together and do the right thing. I'm nothing against those that are sharing rooms. This is what my children have. And I was teaching them, it's a privilege you should be happy to have but you can lose it if I don't do the things that I do. So when you see me having to work hard, it's because so that you can have that privilege. But it's for you also to know to work also hard to maintain that privilege. Mm -hmm. And so the other day, my Anotina came back super disappointed because he had not gotten the result he had wanted to get. And says, I worked hard, but it just didn't happen. He said, it's okay. I'm more happy that you worked hard. Result is another thing. But you worked hard. Next thing I'll teach you to work smart. <laughs> and so that's what we're working on now. Work smart. He doesn't, he just doesn't get biology, so we have to find a smart way to help him with biology. But it's about I need to model it for you. You're with me. Last one is help them to be able to make the right decisions. Training, help them to be able to make the right decisions. The right decisions over career, the right decisions over friends, the right decisions over the clothes they wear, the right decisions over the music they listen to, the right decisions over the movies they watch, the right decisions over the sports they play and how they play them, the right decisions about coming home. One of my my, my supervisors was telling me about how he said to his daughter, you can go out with your friends, but we have made an agreement that by 10 p.m. you are home. Now, If you cannot decide to be home by 10 p.m., next time you go out with your friends, I go with you. When it is 10 p.m., I tell it's time to go and we go home. Now you make a choice. And and, and his daughter said, Dad, I will be home at 10. I cannot imagine you being at the party with me. And one time I met my neighbor on his bike and I said, where are you going at 11 p.m.? He says, I'm going to get my son. (laughs) Teach them to make the right choice. Where to get my son? 11 p.m. on his bike, cycling. He would have asked me, where are you coming from? He was going to get his son. (laughs) Because he's saying, I want me to teach him to make the right choice. And now he's proud of his son because his son knows when to stop. And and if his son has a party at home, we are very comfortable (laughs) with his son. But you know, he has taught them the right choice. What are you teaching your children? Right choice about behavior. Right choice about respect. Right choice about honor. Right choice about how to be disciplined in whatever they do. We need to be there to teach our children. Catch them young. And I want to close off and say this. It starts when they are young. Discipline is more difficult if you start it later. It starts when they are a baby. It starts when they are in the womb. I've told some people that, you know, your baby, if your baby is kicking you all the time in the night, you need to start telling them that it is night. It is time for us to sleep. Yes, because they are a living soul. That's why abortion is not a good thing. Yeah, a living soul. So if baby is active in the night, you need to tell them night is for sleeping. Daytime is for being active. Mama has to sleep now so that she can rest.
1: Amen. You
0: speak to them. Amen. Amen. We had, we had, we had, we had one, one, one pastor who came and visited visited us. We hosted him in our in our place where we lived in Marikow. And he says, that's a living soul. Start depositing into that soul now, and I can tell you the principle she taught us. Then, all my children are calm because of that. Because she taught us, you teach them calmness when you're in the womb. And
1: I'm
0: like, what have you done to your children? I started in the womb, so I would come say, baby. It is well. So I can't sleep tonight, baby. It's time for mama to sleep. Because we need to start? Yeah.